Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. Despite having hosted this podcast for, I, I think, going on five years now, um, I still get very fascinated sometimes by the topics we get to cover. And today's discussion may, may be near the top of the list for me. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell. And today we provide what I think is just a great example of how the courts um, are often put in the position of being at the, the leading edge of, of business or even societal decisions as, as they have to take on challenges of deciding cases of issues that simply did not exist before um, as, as new technologies and, and behaviors develop. Now, joining me for the discussion will be one of the area's leading litigators, attorney Matthew Sheehan. Um, Matthew, as you may know from listening to the podcast in the past, is a partner at Lavelle Law, and he's going to help us dissect a, a current case dealing with the Illinois Biometric Information Privacy Act. Now, what is that? Well, that's why we're here. We're going to find out what it is. So, first of all, good afternoon, Matt. Thanks for taking the time to tackle this one. No problem. Look for, looking forward to it. So, as I, I mentioned, we're going to talk about a current suit dealing with this Illinois Biometric Information Privacy Act. We're, we're all familiar with privacy regulations from companies or institutions with whom we do business and, and who hold data about our lives. But this, this goes further. So if you will, give us a description of what this new Illinois law is designed to do. Well, actually, the, the law itself has been on the books since 2008. Uh, however, it's taken some time for uh, a private individual to actually file suit on the act, and that is uh, what's currently going on in federal court in Chicago in the Northern District of Illinois and also in, in the Circuit Court of Cook County. And... Um, it's meant to, uh, when it was um, enacted, it was meant to protect the, the privacy of, of individuals uh, as their, uh, with regards to their biometric information, and that's kind of a fancy term, which basically means, uh, you know, a biometric identifier is any personal feature that's unique to an individual. So that would include fingerprints, iris scans of, you know, of your eye, uh, DNA, or quote, you know, face. Geometry, also referred as you know, referred to in uh, some of the lawsuits as a face print or facial uh, facial features, and and also your voice obviously has has got a distinct, uh, unique identifier. So, um, in the case of Facebook, uh, they uh, have not surprisingly have uh, a ton of information uh, and a lot uh, on people's faces, and they have a tag suggestion feature which utilizes sophisticated facial recognition software to automatically match pictures with names. And so you can imagine, as, as you may have, that um, you're matched with other people where maybe your picture has popped up on their Facebook page and you start getting a cross-reference between uh, other people, some, some of which you may not know. Maybe a friend of a friend that posted a picture and all of a sudden you're getting uh, a match in, uh, because of the Facebook uh, database. Hmm. And is this lawsuit specifically then targeting the Facebook behavior? Is that what this lawsuit is focused on? Yeah, you know, this, it says no private entity can gather 
and disseminate an individual's biometric information without prior notification to that individual and written permission from that person. And, and the Illinois law is considered to be uh, pretty strict. There's been some articles in the Tribune and, and other publications that uh, it, it actually allows private citizens to sue companies that collect their data without meeting those requirements. And, and specifically in the Facebook uh, lawsuit, uh, there are a couple individuals, and uh, you know it's it's public record, so anybody can can look it up. But it's uh, Patel versus Fates Facebook, and Patel is one of the members of the class. And um, you know, basically, they're alleging that um, Facebook didn't they didn't really get their consent. Now, I'm sure there is some kind of legal disclaimer um, where Facebook, uh, claim, you know, is probably one of their defenses is that in the disclaimer it allows them to do this. But uh, the way the Illinois statute is written, um, they have to give specific notice to the individual that, you know, Facebook's using their biometric information, they're collecting, storing, and using it. And then they have to um, get a written release from that person. And obviously in, in the particular lawsuit, the plaintiffs are alleging that, um, number one, Facebook announced it was collecting such data only after it had had already begun doing so. And number two, that they never got a specific written consent from each individual that they're uh, collecting information from. Uh, in fact, um, as the lawsuit alleges, um, Facebook members aren't even given an opportunity to provide a written release because Facebook enables these um, tag suggestions on its users' accounts by default. So unless you um, change the default setting somehow, um, you're automatically going to be included. Yeah. All right, so I'm, I'm that, is, that is the allegation, of course. Uh, Facebook yeah. might okay. have a different uh, version of those those events. Yeah, and and I you know I I got about three different ways to go on this, so so just bear with me. I'll try and circle back to cover all the things you just mentioned. But one of the things that jumps out to me, and in, in, in reading about the case, um, one of the things that I thought was very fascinating is that while other private information, like a social security number or something that a, a business or a bank might have, if that's breached, we can change it. But if someone gets their fingerprints or a, or a retina scan. I mean that's it. I mean you you can't you can't go back and change that. Is that really what was sort of at the heart of the law for for here in Illinois, and, and that this has to be protected at almost a higher level? Exactly. I mean that that was the whole reason the statute was um, enacted. And um, as you can imagine, even if you get a social security number compromised, there is it's probably a very big pain in the butt, but there is a way to get a mm -hmm. new social security number and kind of cancel out that other social security number so it can't be used by anyone. But um, obviously, um, unless you get a facelift, you're not going to be able to change the facial geometry geometry of, of each individual that uh, whose information is um, compromised or, or, or a thumbprint or an iris scan. Now, there is some, you know, of course, the uh, entities that use this information are trying to uh, come up with new ways to uh, protect the individuals, and part of that is, you know, uh, technology that makes sure that if it's, uh, for example, a facial scan, that you know someone can't just use a picture of a face uh, to uh, compromise the information. It's almost like a live reading that where the technology is going to determine that there's a live person actually that, uh, that is um, using uh, a live face, their own face, uh, in order to uh, access information. But uh, as the technology advances and, and it becomes more ubiquitous, it's, it's just going to become more of a problem. Uh, my guest today is uh, Attorney Matthew Sheehan. Uh, Matthew, one of the partners at Lavelle Law, a 25-attorney firm, and 
and those folks share knowledge each week here on this series and always um, provide a great deal of detail. But um, you can find out more about topics like this at LavelleLaw.com. If you go there, you're going to find lots of articles and commentary from, from the uh, various attorneys there. Um, and, and I have to kind of circle back on this, Matthew, because when we talk sometimes about statutes um, that are written for, for very good reason, uh, but when they're in sort of a new territory, um, is, this, is there any real teeth to this one as far as you know? I mean, if, what's the defendant's exposure if the court happens to rule for the plaintiffs? Oh, there's there's some severe exposure now. Um, there's one case in the Circuit Court of Cook County that's already been resolved. In fact, this past December, um, L.A. Tan Enterprises agreed to pay a class of customers $1.5 million for alleged, allegedly sharing the customer's fingerprint scans with a third-party software vendor, uh, which obviously these customers never consented to. So uh, there's some real teeth there. I don't have the details on the number of um, you know, customers in that class, nor do I know how much of that 1.5 the attorneys uh, recovered and, and what was paid out to, but obviously that's not an insignificant uh, settlement. Yeah. And that's a settlement. It's not, it's not after a trial. It's actually voluntarily being paid by LA Tan. Now with the Facebook suit, um, you're talking about more than 1 billion users. So I'm sure that um, not only Facebook, but a lot of companies utilizing biometric information are watching this lawsuit. It has survived uh, defendant's motion to dismiss, um, and it is moving forward. It is in the discovery phase. It is a pending case, so it, it has not been resolved. Um, but uh, there, under the Illinois statute, if found guilty, and a private, you know, private individual can give this. So there are a number of people involved. Now, I think there's, in the Northern District case against Facebook, there's three named plaintiffs who act as uh, the head of the class. And there is a certification process that takes a rather long time to go through where they try to identify anybody in the class and they'll send them notice. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how it occurred in this case. Sometimes it's an opt-in where you voluntarily opt into the class, or sometimes you have to actually opt out. Uh, I am not certain as to what, you know, what uh, occurred in this particular case, but in any event, it is a class action. So um, there is a lot of uh, certainly potential liability uh, against Facebook here. Uh, under the Illinois statute, a private entity can be found liable to pay either $1,000 for each negligent breach or $5,000 for each intentional or reckless breach or actual damages, which is ever, whichever is greater. So I would imagine, and again, I'm, I'm not an attorney that's handling the case, so I'm, I'm just speaking mm -hmm. from uh, looking at it, but I would imagine that most of these users haven't actually suffered actual damages. But you can imagine if, if they use your biometric information, and they may use it tens or hundreds of times, and, and you can show the, the, a number of times that they've used it um, for each of the billion users in Facebook and, and uh, start clicking at $1,000 for each breach, it could be a very large mm -hmm. amount of damages that the plaintiffs are looking for. And, and let me ask you a, a question from a, from a, let me say, an operational perspective as an attorney. Um, I know so much of what goes on in, in lawsuits is based on, on precedent, and, and you kind of go through past cases uh, in, in many instances to find what might be comparable. How do you or would you approach something like this where it, it is fairly new? Now, there are certainly times where corporations have, 
have you know damaged people in some way, but this is a new technology and a, and a new statute. Does that make it a, a more uh, difficult process for the plaintiff to, to try a case like this? Um, it does, uh, probably on both sides, because it's a rather new issue. Uh, at the same token, you know the courts are charged, you know, in, all, in every case that is brought under a particular statute, whether it be federal or state, with interpreting that particular statute. Now, just like anything in the law, the court cannot read into the statute itself, you know, anything that's not not set forth in there. And of course, legislators in, in, in the state and federal level always try to um, author a, a, a very concise tight language on on a particular statute so it's not open to you know a bunch of different interpretations but uh that that is what the court is tasked with here it's it is certainly a task that the the court is um certainly used to over over the years this just happens to be a rather new law and this is going to be kind of creating precedent uh, and especially here in Illinois under the Act, I, I'm not familiar with uh, other states' acts and how they're written, uh, but the Illinois one is rather strict in the sense that it allows private individuals to sue entities like Facebook and recover damages. Even if they have not uh, themselves suffered actual damages, it doesn't appear that they really need to prove that. All they have to prove is that Facebook violated the statute, and for each breach they can recover $1,000. And with maybe 30 seconds or so we have left, I mean, for what you know, and I know you're not directly involved in this case, but from what you know and have seen about the statute, what, what's your take on it? Does it, um, does it appear to be something that's um, going to have impact in, in Illinois? I think it, abso- it absolutely will. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if this case, you know, resolved by way of settlement in, in the sense that Facebook uh, tries to reach an agreement with the plaintiffs. It also wouldn't surprise me that the Illinois legislature takes another look at this statute to, to determine whether or not it needs to be amended in su- such way to allow for technology to, you know, continue moving forward, but also protect, you know, the privacy of the individual. It's that, you know, very careful balancing uh, that uh, the legislature needs to consider. Wonderful. Well, um, that's all we've got for today. Matthew Sheen, I want to thank you for being here, and uh, I've got a sense we can continue this conversation uh, in the weeks and months ahead, so uh, we'll certainly plan on doing that. And for all of you who uh, took the time to listen, many thanks to you as well. We'll try and do our best to keep you informed on this and uh, other upcoming events in the legal world. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. 